You're listening to Fandoms. I'm your host, Brody Otway. Join me as I interview a guest about anything from Brett Hall to RuPaul. Today on the show, we'll be talking to Kendra again about RuPaul's Drag Race. Welcome to the show, Kendra. Thank you for having me come and talk about uh, what I think is the best reality series ever. My first real experience with it was hearing Jim Jeffries, the stand-up comedian, gush about it. And I was like, oh, like of all the people to be into something like that, wasn't expecting you to be the guy. And When I finally went in and watched it and actually ended up kind of enjoying it myself, I was like, oh, wow, I never, never expected as a straight, uh, almost 30 year old male to be enjoying RuPaul's Drag Race. It's enthralling. The personalities on it, like I, oh, they were just how confident and cocky everybody was. I loved it. (laughs) i'm glad you enjoyed i hope you keep going so for somebody who has no idea what rupaul's drag race is could you give me a little bit of uh explanation yeah it's just like any reality show uh competition someone's gotta win in the end there's challenges every week but it's uh all based around drag queens rupaul is the drag queen of all time and he decided you know what let's see who else has what it takes to be like on my level and it's gone on for what six 15 16 seasons now and it's gone international like it cannot be stopped that is so cool so how did you first get into rupaul's drag race oh me and my roommate i remember this distinctly we were like sitting around on like a lazy sunday or saturday and there was a marathon on of i i can't remember what season it was either like season two or three and it was leading up to like the premiere of whatever the next season was going to be and we sat there watched the entire series and then when it got to the end and it started over I remember us looking at each other and like if we don't get out of the house we're just gonna watch this all over again because it was so addicting from the jump so it was either two or three going into three or four so I don't remember what season but it was very early on I know it wasn't season one because that's the kind of lost season (laughs) for me Okay, cool, cool. So I understand they have guest judges. Is that every episode? Um, yeah, basically every episode will have a guest judge, except during the pandemic, they kind of had like two or three that they would, you know, were safe to come on set. But yeah, every week there's a guest judge, except for maybe like the last episodes, they'll bring in just like the regular guys and gals, the regular four, but mm-hmm. okay, guest who judge is every your, week. Who is your favorite guest judge? Ooh, I think everybody, if you're, if you watch, it's Nicole Byer, the comedian. She is great. She knows the show. She knows the queen. She's really supportive and really like knowledgeable of like how the show works. So I think that's what makes a good guest judge. It's not just some random who's like doing it to promote something. Uh, so definitely Nicole Byer. And she's yeah. hilarious. I agree. <laughs> I thought she was my favorite out of the few that I seen. I could not stand Nicki Minaj. I had never actually seen her. <laughs> outside of a song or anything before but I was like okay I'm not a Nicki Minaj fan at all 
that felt like one where it was because for the later seasons, the premieres always will have some like huge like celebrity guests like Lady Gaga or Miley Cyrus, Ariana, Nikki. And Nikki felt like a kind of this is a popular show. Let me go on and just be there. I don't think she really got it like Lady Gaga or Miley. I enjoyed Lady Gaga much more than Nicki Minaj. <laughs> and I, yes. oh, I don't know. Something about Nicki Minaj's attitude I just was not on board with. And she infamously <laughs> told Heidi in Closet her makeup was awful, horrible. So it's yeah. still brought up to this day. Yeah, I, that was the episode that I, I uh, watched there <laughs> where she insulted the makeup. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So do you have an all-time favorite drag queen? From the show, from what we call Rue Girls, it's it's a tie. I if I had to pick one, it'd be Bob the Drag Queen. Uh, I think just an immense talent. I love people who are naturally funny that do not have to try. That you know, if you were in like a classroom with them, they would just be the fun, like making the teacher crack up. And I feel like Bob has that quality. I listen to Bob's podcast with Monet Exchange, and just like so hilarious and just smart and just I also respects the show people always say who's gonna take over when RuPaul finally gives it up and I think I everyone's like there's a few names out there I think Bob is the one that should take the torch when it is finally passed so good such a good queen so cool I, I, I love it so do you have an overall favorite season of the show Oh, favorite. Oh, there's so many good ones. I really like, I think it's when the show, you know, when a show starts and it's kind of getting its footing and of what it's going to be. Season four is where RuPaul's Drag Race went like from a, this is a good show to, this is a show I have to keep watching over and over again. The personalities, it was the first time you saw kind of a, you know, Sharon Needles is not a favored queen. She's done some questionable things and we don't talk about her anymore, but I can't pass over her and saying she brought a new type of drag because it was very pageantry pretty and she brought the alternative drag to the show and opened the doors for a lot of different queens and her rivalry with former queen Fifi O'Hare. Oh, so good. And it has so many good personalities and moments, episodes, quotes, season four, probably that one. Are there any common misconceptions people have about RuPaul's Drag Race that you found? I think people think just drag in general. We hear a lot of things in politics, like it's very sexual. It shouldn't be for children. And yeah, while there is some sexual elements of certain you know, sectors of drag. It's not all that. When you watch the show, you find out there's so many different avenues drag goes down. You have like Kasha Davis, who's really kind of like, she does all the like those drag queen story hours. She's very kid friendly. Her drag's not about being super sexy. You have the alternative queens for people that grew up shopping at Hot Topic who want to see the more spookier side and not the pageantry. There's so many avenues of drag it opens up. And also, I think it just for kids, I don't know, like I grew up watching anything and everything because parents didn't care what we watched back in the 90s and late 80s. I think it's a great show to watch if you're a kid, especially if you if you're an LGBTQ kid to see these representations on TV that I grew up in the 90s where there wasn't a lot of mixed people on TV and black and white. I didn't get to see that. So I can imagine not seeing myself on TV now, even today. So I think the misconception is like, it's not for kids. And some things on the show, maybe they do make a lot of sexual jokes, but hey, you're gonna hear it one day. Why not? 
I was watching Always Sunny at 12, 13. Yeah, I, like, can, I that can't be watching some, some dude who likes to dress up as a woman is not going to ruin a kid's brain. It might yes. make them think that it might make them realize there's something that was there that they didn't realize was there before, but it's not going to turn them into something that they weren't all that wasn't already in there. Or it might, you know, open them up to maybe so or get into comedy or yep. singing, dancing. There's so many like creative aspects of Drag Race that I think it's a great show just for anybody to watch. Oh, yeah, definitely. So um, what challenges might somebody face trying to get into the series? I think if you wanted to get into it today, there's so much. It's ran for I even just the the US based regular seasons, there's 16. They also have all stars and there's like several international seasons. So you're gonna be like, where do I start? I say kind of just pick any one of them. You're gonna be okay and just go from there. But I think just the amount of drag race we have today, you might be I think that'll make you feel a little overwhelmed, but just know you don't have to watch them all. People say it's too saturated now. I think you don't have to watch the Philippine one if you don't want to, or the UK. You can just pick one franchise and every one of them has great queens. So just pick one and go from there. See what you like. Definitely. And I found it on YouTube, full episodes. So like, it's pretty easy to just jump in and find one and see if it's your thing or not. Um, Most definitely. Have you ever had any negative experiences with another fan of the show? Not personally. What I don't like about the fandom is like there's a lot of toxicity and people forget like it's a produced show. Every no reality show is like real. Let's you know, the producers are like, you know, pulling the strings behind the scenes. They want to get the shots they want to see. They're going to tell the narrative they want. And fans don't realize that sometimes. And they'll attack these queens personally on social media. So I've never had a run in with any of them, but I see it happening. And I don't like that. Like a lot of us fans speak out about it. It's like, don't come after them for a produced show. These are just people. These are performers. They're going on TV trying to win money like leave them alone <laughs> yeah definitely part. they're just doing their jobs yeah they're just there to win some money and do drag it's not that serious guys <laughs> so have you ever been to a drag show in real life yeah, when we got into the show, me and my roommate, we went to Hamburger Mary's and we actually, before she got on the show, we got to see Laganja Estranja perform and we both looked at each other. We're like, we hope she can get on the show because she was like hanging from the rafters and dancing like crazy. She's really known for her performance. She has two of the most iconic entrances, like when she first walked into the workroom and then when she came back for All Stars, she actually jumped. It's, yeah, just uh, Google Laganja Estranja All Stars entrance and you'll be like, like, oh my lord, that was wild. And so I did that. And I've gotten to see, I went to Bob and Monet. They did their podcast. They did the sibling rivalry tour. So I went to that and that was really cool. So yeah, those are kind of the big ones I've gone to. Very Would love cool. to go to more, but we'll see. We'll see now that I'm in a I was in a place where there wasn't a lot of drag. I moved to Virginia, like you know, bump up nowhere. <laughs> and so but now I'm in Ohio. So hopefully I'll get to go to more coming up. <laughs> in a yeah, city now that's cool I, i've been to a couple of shows with one of my friends who's big into the lgbtq scene and 
it was a cool experience. I didn't really appreciate it at the time as much as I think I would have now that I have a bit more mm-hmm. understanding of everything, but it was mm-hmm. definitely a neat experience. Yeah, they're fun. <laughs> so uh, what do you admire most about the contestants on the show? Definitely all around their creativity. Like they'll get a prompt for a runway and come up with the craziest idea for outfits or just like their name, their stories. I also like their tenacity. Being, if you're not a straight, like rich white man in America, life is not easy for you. And I think like they struggle so much in their life. Even like the younger queens that come on were 16 seasons in. So we're getting like 20 year olds who still have these struggles with their families and acceptance. So I just like, I, I like their, what is it? Their courage, I guess is the word. Yeah. Their courage and creativity for sure. Very cool. Yeah. The, even uh, the Nicki Minaj episode I watched up, uh, few of the guys were more in their later 20s early 30s and then there was a young guy who came in and they were pretty hard on the guy for being young and I was like huh like I I get it's a competition and they're being competitive but I I just thought it was interesting where there was even in their community there was a little bit of a divide there oh it's because now we're seeing a lot of like we call uh they call them bedroom queens people that especially because of the pandemic and everything, a lot of queens coming up who maybe don't perform. They just can be really pretty and aesthetic on Instagram. So there's a difference, I think, in the community of people that are like, we are out here in the clubs and the bars doing it. You're in your bedroom kind of just looking cute. And that's been a lot of the recent queens, but they'll, sometimes bedroom queens come on and they can do what the the other ones with a lot of years experience. So I think you can never count anyone out there. I, I do. I have seen that divide in recent years with younger Queens and the influencers, you know, interesting. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Based on the pictures I sent you where I looked up drag queen in the Snapchat filters, <laughs> what would you, what kind of drag name would you give me based on the pictures? And for listeners, we will post these on Twitter, Discord, Facebook for anybody to check out. You looked really mermaidy, So I would have probably went with Serena Siren, like the siren song of the mermaids. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I was a little bit like the first one I was thrown off because I put in drag queen. I looked at the filter and it made me into a dragon. And I was like, what the heck? And I went back and I was like, oh, it gave me dragon before drag queen. So I went and chose the second one. And then there was a third one that was just a little bit scary. I I felt it was almost like like insulting to drag queens it just gave me the ugliest makeup no fancy hair nothing and I was just like well every season you know they have to do a lot of press and one of the things I think a lot of seasons and a lot of queens do they'll show their first picture in drag and it's never the greatest they're learning to they don't come out of the womb knowing how to do makeup and hair so it's always a little rough at the beginning so Serena Siren you'll get there (laughs) And I, I would have done real makeup and hair and stuff if I had the, if this show had the budget for it, but yeah, I, sadly you makeup's watch- expensive and I'm not sharing. Mm-hmm. Like I watch, I'll, I don't know. I don't wear makeup, never have, never will. And I'll watch like their makeup tutorials and I'm like, how it's like a science. It's just, that's something else I admire. I'm like, you go from this to like point A to point B and it just looks magical. It's wild. Cause I don't understand a thing about makeup tomboy for life. <laughs> yeah. I, 
oh, I could, I couldn't do it. I could not wake up every morning and apply mm-hmm. makeup and stuff. That just seems like too much effort for me. Mm-hmm. Very glad I was born a boy. <laughs> this is too much. So, why do you think RuPaul's Drag Race has lasted so long? Has so many spinoffs and everything, and means so much to so many people. I think first and foremost, the the format. We always say, like, why do you watch The Office all the time? Why do you keep watching shows? It's the comfort level Mm -hmm. you get. RuPaul has signature challenges that are always there. You have kind of the say there's always going to be a rivalry. There's always going to be this and that. You know the format. It's a comforting thing. But with that, we always get a new crop of queens to fall in love with. And I think it's just a good show. It's so well produced. You get to see the fashions. It's just like starting over with a new group of friends each season. And it's addicting. You want to know who wins. And what I love about this reality show compared to like The Bachelor or Big Brother is like these are performers. They don't just come on this show to be famous it's like you can use this show to catapult a career that they have already had they've been working in bars or whether they're on instagram or on the bars and they use this as a platform to continue a career it's not just like a one and done some of them quit drag and that's okay i know some queen one queen is like a flight attendant now and that's cool it's not forever but what i like about the show and i think why it's like keeps going is because you can go see these people perform after the show it's not just like a you know, the survivor where it's like, well, okay, we have a winner. Now let's move on and forget about them. No, these people have longevity. That's so cool. Do they ever do things like survivor where they bring back like popular contestants for like an all-stars kind of thing? Oh yeah. There's all-stars. We're on all-stars. What when just happened? All-stars eight. And what was cool about our All-Star 7, it was all winners and nobody went home all season. So it was so cool to see the level of costuming they brought and the level of talent because these queens have already won. So you know they're the best of the best. It's one of the greatest seasons they've ever had. And I hope they don't, I want them to do it again, but maybe in like five or so years because it'll be a a little too much because Bob the Drag Queen didn't get to do the first all-winner season. And that is a queen, I think they would be shaken in their boots if bob walked in the door just dominating so cool love it so why does the show mean so much to you as a fan it brings me joy first and foremost especially like during the pan i would watch just like regularly on tv but during the pandemic they have their own apps it's called the wow plus presents app whatever it's called and i got my husband got that from my birthday that year in 2020 so I was able to watch like the international seasons finally and all this other one it just sparked so much joy in my life also someone that I grew up a tomboy not really confident because I do lean more masculine like especially growing up people would be like I didn't do my hair that great and people would call me sir and everything and I thought I can't be pretty because I look so masculine so I watch the show and I see these you know people that were born male or they're male presenting in their everyday life and they transform into these beautiful women and these like queens and I'm like wow, like even if you're masculine, like there is beauty in that too. Like it's not just like one or the other, like masculine can be pretty in ways. So I don't know that for me, especially as a black woman, seeing the black queens really has helped my confidence. That's why I love Bob and Monet so much. So inspirational and awesome. And I love that even though you aren't a drag queen and stuff like that, that you're able to identify with them. And that that's so cool. 
Yeah, let's just, it's the one I watch it so much. I actually have to watch Canada's Drag Race. Uh, yeah, Canada's Drag Race just premiered its fifth season, I believe. And I, I'm waiting to watch that. I watched a little bit of it, but I, I fell asleep because it was late and I, uh, I was tired. I work with uh, preschoolers. You could imagine how tiring that is. Oh, yeah. I've got like, two Gosh. kids. They are tiring. I can only imagine being with a whole class of them. 20 of them, five days a week. I was like dead this week. But yeah. Uh, it's just it sparks so much joy, especially I remember the season that came back, I think 2021, Cameron Diaz was the celebrity guest on the premiere cool. episode. And she mentioned how it had gotten her through the pandemic. And I, there's just something so joyous about the creativity and their in their stories, too. Like I said, they're so courageous, like what they've been through. And sometimes you're like, I'll just build because everyone has the thing in the fandom when they're doing their makeup. The producers are like, so I think poking them from behind, like who died or how did you get disgraced from your family? Like kind of trying to get the stories out there and I'll just be crying because I can't imagine just like not accepting and loving your child just because they want to perform as a drag artist. It's crazy to me or just because they like love who they love. It's just wild. So oh, you just want to embrace them and be like, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, okay definitely. Now. It's it can be emotional for sure. So thank you very much for coming on and talking RuPaul's Drag Race. It has been a blast once again. <laughs> thank you for having me again. And yeah, just uh, everybody check out Drag Race. You can watch any season in so many languages and cultures. It's And also with the international seasons, you get to... I think it's like a learning experience because it's not all, you know, they have different words and different types of fashion. So it's really cool to learn. It's like with food shows in other countries, you kind of get to learn a little bit about a new country. Did you have anything you wanted to uh, shout out before we go? Oh, you could just check out my podcast, Crush Gasm. It's uh, crushgasmpodcast.com. All we do is we, if you've had a crush in your life, we're going to talk about it from Disney to real life and the good and the bad. So check it out. Sounds like a lot of fun. I'll definitely have to check that out myself too. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thanks a bunch for tuning in. If you'd like to be a guest yourself, want to see a list of upcoming episodes, give feedback or suggest questions, join us on discord or reach out to us on Twitter. You can also reach us at email at pod.fandoms at gmail.com. And if you could give us five stars on your podcast app of choice, we'd really appreciate it as it helps us get new lovely listeners like yourself. Thank you.